You're on early? Uh, I mean, what? A few minutes early. Eight minutes early. Sorry, I can I can leave a little bit if you need me to. You're the on-time man. If if you're if you're not early, you're late. That's <laughs> what my dad would say. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Someone at work says, "If you're not two minutes early, you're late. You're five minutes late, or something to that effect." <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> Old people. <laughs> I've just spent the last fifteen, twenty minutes trying to muffle the echoes in this room as much as possible. Yeah, you're coming to us live from a brand new podcasting studio, right? That's right. That's right. It's a long shot, though, from an actual podcasting studio. Just I have uh, soundproof panels just placed randomly around, just leaning on things, <laughs> leaning on walls, standing on the desk. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, lighting stands just uh, with towels draped over them. I've just got the dog's mat on the floor, sans dog. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that. It's, I mean, I had hopefully a. It's, I had a, yeah. a pretty rough setup for a while there before I got my soundproofing stuff. I had made big PVC pipe frames and draped like heavy blankets over them and put them around my computer when I was recording in the past. Mm, that would work really well. Uh, yeah, it worked fine. They just were really big, so you basically had to leave them permanently set up. <laughs> Yasmin will go crazy if I leave this permanently set up. <laughs> That's your podcasting room. It's just for you. That's why you got the new house. Uh, she kind of works here also during the week. <laughs> oh, does she work from home as well? Yeah, she does. The job she started a couple of months ago is from home. So nice. That's perfect. We both work from home with alternating shifts. So we can share a desk and monitor and everything and we never overlap. And you never have to worry about childcare expenses that way. That's right. Man. That's a big saver. Yeah. I can't imagine after the last few years of working from home, going back to an office job. Like the the convenience of like my morning commute being from my bedroom to my office. I don't think I'd trade that for anything. And, the, mm. and then the freedom to get up and... I mean, I, I did this a lot during the day when I was working in the office. Uh, if I got frustrated or just bored with what I was working on, I'd get up and go on a walk around around the office, um, like the block around the office. And uh, I, I've definitely done that more since, since going remote to the extent that I'd probably feel guilty doing it if I was still working in an office. <laughs> <laughs> My little uh, like breaks or, you know, you get uninspired at the desk, you, like mm-hmm. have a break and, I don't know, just tidy up a room. You, you can't do that at home. I mean, at in, in the office, I mean, you can tidy up your cubicle, but yeah. that's uh, hardly as worthwhile as actually cleaning up a room and then not having to do it after work. Yeah, I think I, I'm the same way. I think that it's a procrastination thing. It's like I never feel motivated to like, man, I need to move all the furniture in the living room so I can vacuum and sweep underneath of it and dust everything. That's not something I want to do with my weekends. But if I'm in the middle of the work day and burnt out, I'm I'm all for moving all my furniture <laughs> and cleaning underneath the couch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. So how is the the move overall? Well, it took a lot longer and it was a lot harder than the last time I moved house. Well, actually, I was thinking of the time before. Last time I moved, it was just moving uh, 
units within the same complex. So it was mm-hmm. 100% on foot, no truck or other people involved, really. But the time before that, I don't know. I must have just had way less stuff. I didn't have kids the time before that either. Oh, no, I think Johannes was born, but probably You definitely had Johannes last time you moved because we were already doing the podcast. Yeah, that's right. But I remember being much easier. And like the removalist truck was packed within an hour and then unpacked within an hour. Whereas this time it was like a five-hour process. I don't know why it took so much longer. Probably all the kids' toys. I mean, if you think five hours is a long move, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) That included travel time. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that was all set against my previous experience of just two hours, pack in, pack out, job done. Mm Mm-hmm. So easy. And then the time after that, I was just doing it on foot, which took like days and days because <laughs> we're just walking back and <laughs> forth, but completely different experience. Right. Um, your moves are more like driving a couple of hours between two addresses, right? Uh, my most recent one, yeah, I moved two hours from my last place. Mm-hmm. So, but How long did it take to actually pack the truck with your house? I mean... I think my living arrangements are much larger than yours. We're talking a five-bedroom house, so it's oh, a whole yeah. day to load Doesn't a truck, really compare then. and then and then move, and a whole mm-hmm. day to unload it the next day. Oh wow! So, did you hire someone to do it, or did you do it yourself? I have the good fortune of a couple of my closest friends um, having been professional movers as past jobs, so I just recruit them to help me out. Ah, beauty! Mm-hmm. And you just pay them in beer or something? Uh, yeah. I try to compensate them a bit, but it's nothing close to the thousands of dollars that I would have to pay a company. Mm, yeah. The the time, the um, not the walking move, but the one before that, which took two hours, mm-hmm. it, the removalist asked me for 75 bucks at the end. I was like, what? <laughs> 75 bucks? Sure, here you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was it was a ten x time multiplier this time. Yeah, my I considered getting a professional moving company for my last move a couple of years ago, just because of how much stuff I've accumulated in my life up to that point. It started to feel like more than even me and my friends could could handle. But the move was like seven or eight thousand dollars, just to have them drive it from one place to another and that's with me doing all the packing and unpacking so uh, i i figured out how to make it work and you need to hire the specialist removalist company that deals with classic macintosh computers as well so you've got all that to think well, about yeah that's one of the things is like i no matter what i would be moving my own office because i definitely don't trust anyone with with some of these computers they're pretty fragile mm, yeah well i have to give a bit of a review of my process of selling my iPhone. Okay. Through Gazelle. Yes. Through Gazelle. Yes. Because the last we had talked, I think I had just shipped it to them that day. That's right. Um, so my, my phone, the experience is just so opposite of, of what I've come to know from my attempts of selling to Apple. So my phone gets to Gazelle and uh, it, it arrived there like on a Friday. So I had to wait like three days for them to actually inspect it but but once they did i got a note from them saying that um my the like the uh condition of my phone did not match whatever i had selected on their website oh no same as apple and it was actually better and they're gonna pay me more money for it 
<laughs> the complete opposite uh-huh. to what Apple's trading process was. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't much. It was like an extra $20 or something. But it was uh, it was uh, very nice to hear after my last experience with them saying my phone was worthless or Apple saying my phone was worthless. So what sort of scale did you choose from? I think it was only like four options. It was like poor, fair, good, and great. And you chose good, I, chose good, I suppose. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. I mean, I take good care of my devices, and but it's got the regular... You know, little scratches and stuff you get in stainless steel after a year. Yeah. And yet Apple said that a couple of scratches made the phone completely worthless. Right, yeah. So I, oh. I uh, can't speak highly enough of them. I They have uh, lived up to my memory of them. I think the last phone I sold to them was like a 6S or something. So it's been a long time since I used their services. But they're still excellent. And my number one concern that I had with them has been resolved, apparently. Because... When you sell them a phone, they send you a box like with, with special padding and stuff to ship it back to them. So the shipping is free and you get it um, safely mailed. But they used to send you like a really garish, bright orange phone box with like their Gazelle logo on it. And I always thought that uh, you probably don't want something so obviously a phone <laughs> when you're when you're shipping. It seems like that's encouraging someone to to snatch it or it to get lost in the mail or whatever. But now they send you like a nondescript, just brown box to to mail it in. So I don't know if that's because of my concerns or if it's cheaper or whatever, but it made me feel safer. Did you see the post on Reddit about someone buying an iPhone 12 through Gazelle though? Uh, Yeah, I did see someone complaining about, uh, what is it? They got a phone and it was uh, IMEI locked or something. Yeah, because it hadn't actually been paid off. Right. So someone had sold it to Gazelle before paying it off themselves. Well, apparently that's a pretty common scam or I don't know how successful it is, but it's apparently common that people will buy a phone with a payment plan and then immediately sell it to Gazelle or any of the other buyback sites. And there's like a short window before the devices will register as like locked. So when they receive them, they can't tell that it's been flagged or whatever. And then so the person that ships, ships it to him gets paid and then they sell it to someone else. And then by that time it's locked and doesn't work. And as uh, scammers really have an imagination, don't they? When they come to these things. Yeah. yeah. They'll take advantage of anything. I didn't check back on that post, but presumably the person just sent it back to Gazelle and got their money back. Yeah. I thought, I felt like it was a little misleading because like the title was like, I had to fight with Gazelle over my phone. But then in the description, like they said, I called Gazelle and like, oh yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. And they immediately initiated a refund. It's like, that doesn't sound like a fight. That sounds like exactly <laughs> yeah, what I hoped right. they would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you call it a conversation that went well, a fight, <laughs> then that's your fight. Yeah. So, yeah, I've never bought anything from them, but I guess as far as selling goes, I would strongly recommend it if... Uh, Whoever's selling is in a position to to tolerate, you know, a couple hundred dollar difference in what you could earn if you dealt with Craigslist or Hardware Swap or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I did just for fun look up what it would cost for me to buy my phone back from Gazelle, and uh, they're selling it for a thousand dollars. And what did you sell it to them for? Uh, it ended up being about seven fifty. Okay. So, not unreasonable. No, not too bad a process at all. 
Good morning. Good morning. We have an Apple event in a couple of days. Yeah, not not good timing for us. I know. What's with this timing? It, it's it seems like it's been a rough fall for us. It seems like we've been having to reschedule the show like every few weeks because the Apple events haven't been falling in our favor. Um, and there's only been one event, or do we count WWDC as well? No, you wouldn't count that. Uh, yeah, I don't think that was. It's been far enough ago that I don't count that. There have been other things coming up, though. That's true. And with all the moving house at my end, it's... <laughs> yeah. All been a bit topsy-turvy, but you get that. So, in, well, roughly three days, kind of, from now, we'll have the Unleashed event from Apple. So, mm-hmm. we are expecting MacBook Pros and apparently AirPods, non-Pros. Which, uh, I will say, just like service level... If the rumored MacBook Pros are um, what what everyone has been saying they were going to be for the last year, they sound like they're going to be the perfect laptops. <laughs> I'm worried and, by that. Uh, I'm still more excited about the AirPods. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I'm not sure which I'm more excited about because AirPods, new AirPod non-Pros, which has been instant buy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the computer... I mean, my comp- I'm pretty happy with my computer. It wouldn't be an instant buy, but it would also be incredibly tempting to get it i feel like you have to i bought i I bought the m1 macbook pro so you gotta buy this one yeah but do you know how expensive it's gonna be it's gonna be so expensive call it a work expense or something i don't know (laughs) and i just moved house yeah okay it's gonna be on the buy list but probably not like a launch day buy list right maybe later on yep my my issue is that I really, really love my M1 MacBook Pro. and I bet you do. And I can't think of a single feature they could add. Like, I've seen all the rumored features, but, you know, all of those combined, if we get every single thing they're talking about, it's still not enough for me to feel like I need to upgrade because my laptop is already so, so great and so much more than I need. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Do you want to go through the specs again? The rumored specs, at least? Well, actually, I put in the mini prediction game so we could do that okay and see what we come up with (laughs) i know i've been anti-prediction games in the past but Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't give me that Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's let's start with uh uh like just external things like the form factor of the computer okay uh i think that it's going to be more squared off. Like it's not going to be as round as the other ones. That seems like it's been a consistent thing. Okay. Between across their design language and mm-hmm. across rumors recently, it's going to be much more angular design. So similar to an iPad. Yeah. Just less tapered on the edges like their laptops have been in the past. I don't think I could uh, disagree with that. Are we going to put this in the note? We certainly can. Should we make a little table? Are you going to keep track of this? I'm starting to. All right. Okay. And we've got a really interesting last minute leak. A leak 
is like oh are you talking about the notch yeah it's not really a leak because it's from an anonymous redditor who's never leaked anything before but their justification made a lot of sense if you believe which i think you pretty can easily believe the leaked resolution of the screens and and those seem are very legitimate because that just came out of the latest mac os there's some screen resolutions that are new um but they're uh what was it 74 pixels extra height uh, on top of a standard 16 by 10 aspect ratio and the mm-hmm. rumor is that that extra 74 pixel height is to accommodate a notch so you can have like a, a horizontal 74 pixel high dead stripe across the top of the display and still get your full 16 by 10 content underneath why why would you worry about making it more than 16 by 10 though why wouldn't you just have a perfect 16 by 10 and then have the notch intruding into that space uh, for full screen content? I don't know. Maybe they're going to treat that area as like not really part of the display because another rumor uh, is that they're going to be mini LED displays. So if they had mm-hmm. like a black stripe across the top, the height of the notch, it would be, you know, pretty close to true black and then maybe you could just put like your, I don't even know what these are called, all the little icons across the top right of your taskbar. Charms? Men- <laughs> menu bar icons? Yeah. If those could all live up there in that, like not actually part of the screen space. I feel like I'm rehashing rumors from before the iPhone 10 came out when everyone was talking about the notch, you're not going to see it because they're going to turn <laughs> that part of the screen off. When in actuality, Apple's embraced that as kind of a iconic design for them what if we looked at it from the perspective of why do they need a notch because i don't think the bezels are going to be so thin that they can't fit a camera in there i mean if you look at the the actual notch size on your iphone Mm -hmm. that's perfectly that size of that is perfectly fine to be the bezel the entire way around the MacBook's computer. So they can clearly put a camera in something that size. Sure. And it's not like they need to fit in an optical image, uh, sensor, sh- sensor shift stabilized camera, I think, in a laptop lid. See, in my mind, if you're going to have a notch, it's because you're adding a bunch more sensors and need the extra space for maybe something like Face ID. Um which this rumor claims isn't in the notch and it's just for a webcam and like your true tone sensor and stuff. But yeah, that was the other part of the rumors that it comes with the touch ID login, which is now backlit and no face ID. Mm-hmm. It just seems crazy. Maybe it's, maybe they planned to put face ID in there and then couldn't get the parts. Oh, and then that's possible. Parts, yeah. Or they've got it on, on a feature to add next year. So they got the design down and they can add Face ID next year mm-hmm. and use the same body or whatever. Yeah, that could be it. But again, we've got Face ID in the iPhone notch, which mm-hmm. is probably about the thickness of a, a reasonable bezel around a laptop screen. So I'm not convinced. Actually, I'm not convinced about this post from Nick Shaw at all <laughs> because uh, his his whole story is that he has this information because he speaks Chinese. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. a lot of people speak Chinese. 
So, yeah. Why, why do you give this guy, this post, any legitimate legitimacy at all? Uh, I don't necessarily give it any legitimacy. I just thought it was an interesting bunch of stuff that came up uh, right before the, the keynote. Mm, okay. um, and yep. I just think the screen resolution thing is interesting, how it's just, just 74 pixels off of 16 by 10. That seems odd. Mm. Yeah. So as far as everything else... How high is know. 74 pixels? Do you know? How high? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like on a retina screen, how high is it? <laughs> I wonder if I can quickly look up what the current height of the menu bar is. The menu bar is 44 pixels tall currently. Well, I just typed that into Google and this is what the auto-suggested thing is. I don't even know if this is accurate. Menu bar height in OS 10 is 44 pixels. So they're calling it OS 10. In... Oh, this is eight years ago. Uh, okay. I don't know if it's... So say if it was 44 pixels mm-hmm. in uh, pre-retina, so an 88 in retina in 2X, mm-hmm. which is pretty close to 74. Yeah. I Sorry, a logical size for a notch. <laughs> yeah. If you could fit the notch in the menu bar, you wouldn't be cutting into any content because nothing goes up in the menu bar anyway. So Not in the middle like that, no. Yeah, it seems like if you're going to put a notch on something, it actually wouldn't be that obtrusive on a Mac. And when you're watching 16 by 9 stuff, it's already not filling the tops and bottom. Right. So there's no need to worry about the notch protruding into that. So are you saying notch, yes or no? What's your final call on the notch? I'm, gonna s- I'm a hard no. I'm going to say yes. Okay. The numbers are, are too... Uh, weird so what about ports then well the rumors have every port you could possibly dream of existing on this uh, new macbook pro Mm -hmm. hdmi some new variation of magsafe sd card slot usb-c three and a half mil audio and thunderbolt separately or that i think that'd be usb-c It'd be USB 4 yeah. or Thunderbolt. Yeah, it'd be That's USB right. 4. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying yes to all of those. <laughs> to all of them? Okay. I feel like it... What about USB A? Do you think we could sneak one of those in there? I don't think that's necessary. Like maybe a few years ago, I could have seen the need to re-add that. But at this point, USB C is a lot more ubiquitous and... Uh, pretty much any device that you would need to plug in you could at least get a USB-C cable for well, things like HDMI is a little trickier you can kind of always need a dongle to plug into a projector in a conference room or something like that um, but I think USB-A is, is pretty dead at this point yeah that would yeah, that'd be really digging up the grave of USB-A mm-hmm. um, did you want to extrapolate any more on MagSafe, what form it would take? Um, I, I don't I have a hard time visualizing anything better than like the MagSafe 2 that we had 10 years ago um, because you're you're very limited in the amount of space you have for connector there. Uh, so I guess my extrapolation will be that MagSafe won't be your only charging option. You can still charge via USB if you want to. I would hope so. Yeah, that'd be a pretty big Since we've regression. come so far into the USB-C charging future already Mm -hmm. and a lot of people seem to really value being able to charge on either side of the laptop 
which was never really a selling I just like having all the ports. Yeah. 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 No, no, me either. One of my personal preferences is just to have all the ports on one side of the computer so it's all neat and tidy but mm-hmm. i bet a lot of people would hate that so then you have your space for your your cd drive on the other side that's how all computers used to be exactly ah oh, i loved that macbook pro <laughs> i had one of those <laughs> yeah uh, as for my port predictions uh yeah i'm gonna i would say everything except hdmi i don't think hdmi is coming back it's such a big port compared to everything else there yeah, I think that is valid. I don't know. It feels like it's kind of all or nothing to me. It's like if if Apple actually does admit fault and step back and, and re-add ports that uh, they had removed previously, it feels like they just need to do all of them and not only a few. What about the ethernet cable on the the power brick such as on the uh, oh, new IMAX that would be really cool i mean according to the, the nick shaw post there is a redesign on the, of the power brick right and i mean they've already done it so it's a very different connector though mm-hmm. i'm not going to going to bet on it but i would be hopeful for something like that cuz that would be really cool well since it's a pro computer I'm going to chuck it in as one of my predictions. Okay. So I'll have HDMI and you can have Ethernet. That's it. And I've just chucked in their mini MagSafe. So I think the the MagSafe connector will be some new, like, ultra small version, almost as small as a USB-C connector. But they're going to have all the pins for an Ethernet connection? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They got some magicians working in their engineering department. Yeah, electrical engineering's... uh, just really knocking it out of the park recently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was there anything else? Um, we didn't actually make any predictions of what the camera's going to be. So I guess we could guess if there's going to be face ID or not and the resolution of the camera. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see them going more than 1080. Yeah. Because that's the, the best they've put in anything, any computer. I think they have to do 1080 because that was a big thorn in their side with these M1 computers a year ago. Like, I think every single review I saw, or at least a vast majority of them, gave the M1 computers glowing reviews and said, the like, the only negative thing they could say about it is the webcams were awful. So they, they mm-hmm. have to address it, and I think 1080 is, is the answer. I'm going to say 1080, and I'm going to say no FaceTime, at least this time around. I'm disappointed to say it. I really thought we were going to see you... FaceTime a year ago. <laughs> Do you mean Face ID? Yes, Face ID. <laughs> I'm pr- pretty sure FaceTime will still be there (laughs) okay Uh, face ID yeah I thought we were going to see it a year ago I thought that was going to be like a tentpole feature of Apple Silicon was the face ID but I think they're constrained by just the thickness of a laptop lid and they're going to have a hard time fitting what they need in there and it may or may not happen but I don't think it's going to be on Monday I'm trying to think back to the teardowns of the iPhones with face IDs just just on how thick those modules are but yeah, I can't picture them. But like you said, the lid, the laptop lids are just so thin. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to have to get thicker right. to even accommodate 1080p webcams. Because I can only imagine that's the reason we've so been we're stuck talking... 720 for so long. So what you're saying is camera bump. <laughs> right, I'm checking that in there for Definitely you. Definitely not. 
<laughs> uniformly thicker. Okay. <laughs> Although, this is another place where, like, silly designs like that don't feel like they'd be as limiting. Like, have the have a little camera bump on the back of the laptop lid. That's not going to bother anyone. It's not going to make your laptop rock on a desk or anything else. <laughs> that seems like it would be fine. Just potentially ugly. That's about it, though. Yeah. They put a camera on the back of you the know, laptop we haven't... lid so you, people can start holding that up at concerts to record. Oh, amazing. Every grandma's going to have mm-hmm. one. <laughs> I like how old people were the first ones to use iPads as cameras and then it slowly became kind of acceptable <laughs> with everyone else. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty great. I remember when the first iPhone came out. Pulling up the camera app and your whole screen becoming a giant viewfinder felt like magic. It felt like you were looking through the phone. And the iPads kind of revived that a bit because they're just these giant viewfinders. You don't have anything else like that on any other device. So I can I can see the appeal of why people use them. I have to say my favorite cameras are the ones with like the biggest viewfinders right. possible. We haven't even mentioned the chip that's going into this laptop. Yeah. Like as far as what's the name going to be? I guess. I mean, there's, there's like a minor question if it's going to be the M1 generation or variation or if they're going to bump it up to like the M2. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say M1X because that's been the nomenclature that people have just been using casually for the last year. But I've never seen a single rumor that's actually corroborated that it's just what people have been saying no but nothing against it or for it i think mm-hmm. i mean the, we do have a pretty good idea of what the the idea of these chips are going to be with the the jade c chop and jade c die schematics that we saw a few months ago um but I do, i'm not sure that that actually told us if it was going to be using the like the m1 cores from the a14 or if it's going to be using the a 15 cores but i've i've got a prediction uh so jade c die is like the big 32 core version of these alleged chips and jade c chop is 32 graphic cores yeah 32 right? graphic cores jade c chop is like the same cpu but with only 16 gpu cores mm-hmm. i haven't heard this prediction yet so i'm going out on a limb but i think the jade c chop the 16 core gpu version is going to be the m1x and the 32 core is going to be the M1Z because Apple really? Apple okay. does have uh, a history of more graphics cores means we call it the Z. So I don't know if that'll carry over, but uh, I haven't heard anyone guess that yet. So that's my going out on a limb. Okay. Not unthinkable that they do something like that. But when I look at the current M1 MacBooks, mm-hmm. MacBook Pros, they simply list the number of graphics cores, like five cores or six cores. You're right. I haven't named the M1 any different based on that um, attribute. So I'm going to call it just the M1X is the only option. And then yeah. and you just choose your GPU core count. That's it. I think, you know, another fairly important, sorry, go on first. Uh, I was I was saying, I think that if if they go with the M1 generation name, I think your guess is more likely than mine. But I think equally up in there could be that they 
jump to M2 at this point. The M2 would be the 5 nanometer process? Or is M1 already... M1 is 5 nanometers. It's based on the A14 cores. The A15 cores are also 5 nanometers, but there's um, some uh, modified process, like the 5P nanometer process. That's right. That's supposedly a little more efficient, but same size. Uh, An attribute we haven't mentioned is the actual screen size of the computers. Mm -hmm. So... 14 and 16 or just 14 for now 13 even i think it's 14 and 16 that feels like it's been pretty confirmed and we've been waiting for the 14 inch laptop ever since they released the 16 inch one a few years ago mm-hmm. so i think that's definitely happening. and both being released yeah i think we're gonna see both hopefully you're not watching my typing in real time i am a little bit but Notes keeps crashing on me, so I have to keep reopening it. Oh, really? Okay. Just excuse it, because the way that I've got these foam panels placed, my fingers are... My laptop's kind of... The lid's closing in on itself, so my fingers are cramped underneath, and I can't see anything. (laughs) I probably don't need it like this at all. I could probably just... You're doing good. Uh, now Now they're falling over. I'll just leave as it was. All right. I th- I think I'll uh, I think I'll guess both fourteen and sixteen, but I don't really have any rationale besides both are to be expected, both are expected, and both need to be updated. I mean, the sixteen mm-hmm. has to be updated to M one because it's still Intel. Yeah, we're and the fourteen has been rumored for fourteen years, roughly. <laughs> we're one year into their two year transition process, so they really need to get all these switched over. What if they just did the 16? Uh, because the smaller ones are already kind of taken care of. I mean, they're taken care of to the extent that they took the existing laptops and they just put Apple Silicon in them. They didn't redesign them around it. So if the 16 got a big redesign and the 13 still looked like the the older style, I don't know. I feel like they need to transition everything and not have... A mix of design languages or whatever. All right, I can get behind that. I do think the 13 is going to stick around. I don't think they're going to drop it and replace it with the 14. No, it's, it's going to be like how they used to be, like MacBook Pros on two different levels. While the 13 inch will be the almost not pro MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. And then the 14 and 16 will be the true pro models. That's funny how that uh, that category changed over the years because. In 2008, that was the year that they made the almost pro but not pro MacBook, where it was all aluminum and had the design language of the pro, but it was just still a MacBook. And then in 2009, they're like, actually, we're just going to call that the pro now. So it became a MacBook Pro, but then it was still like just the almost pro MacBook Pro. So there's always been this this middle <laughs> category of laptop, and it's just like fluctuated back and forth mm-hmm. between what they call it. Oh, okay. That was my very first mac that i bought myself was a 2008 aluminum macbook because i wanted to look like i had the pro but i could not afford the pro (laughs) (laughs) the first one i bought with my own uh, cold hard cash was the black macbook Ooh, those are sleek 
Yeah, it was really nice. It must have been around 2008 as well. Uh, yeah, they had the black MacBooks right around that time as well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was horrendously slow. That would have had a 2 or 2.4 gigahertz Core 2 Duo processor with up to 4 gigs of RAM in it, James. That wasn't slow. That was speedy. For those it days. It was for me. Anyway. Uh, what about the touch bar? What are we thinking? Gone? Dead as a doorknob? I think it is. I'm disappointed, but I think you, I think it has to be. Everyone seems to agree that it's not good, and all the rumors seem to agree that it's going away, but I sure like it. The biggest telling factor is that Apple hasn't done anything on it right. for ever since releasing it. The only thing they've done is they've made it smaller. Like, it's gotten shorter year over year as they've pr- brought back keys and stuff. Oh, shorter in that direction. Yeah. yeah. So I thought you were saying, like, shorter, thinner. Ah, no. Vertically? Yeah, I know what you mean. The escape bar, escape key, and the... Uh, the escape key came back. ID have- yeah, and they split out touch ID, so it wasn't part of the touch bar anymore. And so it's gotten quite a bit smaller, actually. Yeah, the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. Is on the wall. All right, go on for both of those. What else could we predict about? Max RAM. Okay, max RAM. Uh, I think it has to be 64 because the outgoing 16-inch has 64 as a max configuration. And it would be very silly mm-hmm. okay. to configure it with less. But I could also see them saying, like, well, it's unified, so you don't need as much anymore. But I'm hoping they keep it at 64. Currently, we're topping out at 16 gig uh-huh. in the less than pro. 32 or 64. Yeah, they've got to have a 64 gig variation variant. Especially because presumably these chips are what we're going to see in like the high end, the bigger iMac in the coming months. And those things mm-hmm. really need at least 64. Like 64 is almost not enough. You should be able to go to 128 on those, but 64 would be enough for most people. And then if someone needs 128, there'd be enough. Apple fans say like, well, you need the Mac Pro then. You shouldn't even be talking about it. (laughs) And how about we chuck in there minimum uh, or base storage? Base storage. Okay. Or Mac storage. Max is hard because they could, I don't know, like six terabytes seems like a lot. But I think that we should be starting at 512 at least. All right. Because the current ones can go yeah, up to two terabytes. A pretty solid number to pick. Two terabytes in the current one here. You have to have at least four. Yeah, I would easily say four terabytes would be the absolute max. You're thinking six, though? Uh, just, just Yeah, what's the current max configuration? I thought it was six. I feel like they have it to at least match whatever they're doing now, so people don't call it a downgrade. Let's see. What's the max you can get? Eight terabytes, woo, and a laptop. That's crazy. Are you serious? Eight terabytes is a max. That's great. Yeah. I haven't actually tried to configure a 16-inch MacBook Pro in a few years. What's the most you can pay for one of these things? Oh, it's eight in the Intel one. Mm -hmm. Intel 16-inch, right? Sixty-seven hundred dollars for a maxed-out 16-inch right now. Yeah. (laughs) 
I guess I'm saying eight because I think they got a match. So. Oh yeah, surely. Yep. I put all my sizing in in gigabytes accidentally, so. I'm... <laughs> Luckily, spotted that. Eight gigabytes. <laughs> all right. Eight <laughs> gig max storage. You can install half of Big Sur. <laughs> you just get Sur, <laughs> just the small one. Small Sur, yeah. Small Sur. <laughs> Is there anything else rumored about these laptops? Well, I guess it doesn't have to be just the laptops. What else is coming in this event? Well, I was starting to doubt if we were going to see any AirPods because they were kind of went unmentioned since maybe May this year. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, we had this little thing pop up from... It was posted by a Mac Rumors, I think. Mm-hmm. Coming via some supply chain investor... Wed Bush, never heard of these guys, uh, who say that they're ready to ship, ready to go, um, and corroborated on Weibo by Panda is bald. <laughs> so all extremely reputable sources claiming that we will actually get AirPods. Well, I, I can say at the event. Uh, apparently, yeah. look at this top comment on Mac rumors. These are the same people that the same analysts that predicted the MacBook Pros were coming at WWDC. So, don't okay. have a great track so record. That, okay. What's that site where you can look at all the rumors, the um, the analysts? Apple Track. Or uh, rumor mongers, Apple Tracker. Yeah. We should stick uh, Dan Ives or Wedbush into there. AppleTrack.org. Let's see. Okay. Can you act? Oh, man. They're very user hostile, apparently, on this website. I just clicked on their leaderboard, and it brought up a full-page ad. Oh, nice. Okay. Let's see. Wedbush. There's not, like, a search that I can find. Wedbush is a 71% Yeah, there is top accuracy. right. There's a... So that's not terrible. They're, they're 12th place in terms of all the ranked leakers. They're only two below Ming-Chi Kuo, who I would consider reliable. So I would I'd say that they're not bad. Uh, and Panda is bold. Uh, Panda. Uh, I don't see him on the list. Or them on the list. Hmm. So they're not in the top. Um, oh, just a minute. I apparently changed pages here. Panda. Nope, not here. So they're not in the top 20. Yeah, I'm not getting any hits for Panda is bold either. Yeah. So. All right. So, one semi-sketchy and one totally sketchy source saying that we're getting AirPods on uh, Tuesday. I mean, they're kind of like AirTags at this point where they have to come any day now. We've been waiting on them for so long. And and surely they're not just sitting around waiting to be released because this is, I mean, the, the what do you call it, the, the market for, for wireless earbuds... Mm-hmm is hot like you can't just sit on something for a year and a half right um because all the competitors releasing things at the same time although i haven't seen too many recently actually we do have other events coming up this week as well though for google i think samsung and google yeah uh Uh, yeah you can't just sit in them for for years and years you have to keep releasing and the current airpods design what 2016 that was the the original design they've been 2017 been an update since then which has added what did i add hey siri sorry and um and they what else did i add from the 
W1 to the H1 chip, which mm-hmm. I don't actually know what that accompanied besides Yo Siri. Maybe better battery. That's a long time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it got better battery on microphone use mm-hmm. because of the chip, I believe, and because of the Siri thing. Yeah. But uh, to sit on that same design for just so long with barely any update, it's like, I mean, the AirPods kind of kicked off the whole wireless earbud um, mm-hmm. revolution. I mean, they... They'd be throwing away a lead. They at least added other categories nothing. of AirPods. So instead of updating the design, they just made Pro and Max. None as popular. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're just walking down the street, nine times out of ten, someone the, people are wearing the regular AirPods. Yeah. Um, and I am just because I don't want rubber tipped. So until they update the base AirPods, I'm stuck with the old design and I look like a poor person. (laughs) (laughs) That's your primary concern, isn't it? Uh, My primary concern now is that my AirPods are getting old and the batteries aren't lasting very long. So I really need to upgrade. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But no. And I tried the AirPod Pros and just couldn't get them working for Mm -hmm. me. The fit, yeah, unfittable would never consider the maxes because i often wear them while lying on one ear uh, so if we don't hear about them on tuesday i'll have to buy an ancient pair of airpods basically i don't know what i'd do if we don't hear anything i might i might give pros a run because i haven't actually bought them and tried them yet but i just know from experience i don't usually like rubber tip headphones i think i'd look at Beats or something crazy like that. That is crazy. Headphones from another company. Well, Beats is barely another company, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Beats or another company. <laughs> How about that? But nothing's going to offer me the seamless... I mean, except maybe Beats. The seamless, like, switching between devices experience that I've come to enjoy quite a bit. And I don't want over-ear headphones and i think beats only makes over-ear or like the rubber tipped in-ear ones i can't think of any other company that has something like the airpods where it's just the plastic tips that rest in your ears without penetrating them (laughs) (laughs) um nothing none of those are like the samsung ones like the beans like they barely penetrate it's really just the tip (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not going to wear Samsung headphones and try to use it as my iPhone. <laughs> you, you never know. I do know. I'm sure it would work. You just wouldn't... It'd be like going back to Bluetooth <laughs> after just... all these years. Yeah. Well, the AirPods are Bluetooth. Just a with nice like... handshake, though. A bit of polish. Mm-hmm. You can still tell it's Bluetooth because every now and then it just doesn't work. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. This <laughs> is Bluetooth. But I don't have to go into the Bluetooth menu and manually connect and disconnect things. And if if you draw the line, you don't at, have to at, do that. Though. If you draw the line at going into the Wi-Fi app and connecting to your hotspot on an iPad, I draw the line at having to select <laughs> earbuds in my Bluetooth menu. You don't have to go into the Bluetooth menu though. You can just go into the AirPlay menu to choose a Bluetooth device. As long as it's already paired. But if I want to switch devices, I have to unpair them from the current device and then pair them to the new device I want to listen on. Ah, yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah, it's not not worth it. So you're clearly hoping for 
AirPods without penetration, <laughs> ear penetration. Yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll say they're coming. I think they're coming. I don't know if they're going to be announced at the event, though. It seems like it's just not worth mentioning because the Apple Silicon is going to be such a big deal. They don't need to throw in AirPods on top. And they they didn't have a they didn't announce AirPods Pro or AirPods Max, uh, you know, in a keynote. It was just a press release. So I don't know why third generation base AirPods would need an announcement. I'm well. I mean, it would be a fairly minimalist event just to announce two computers. What do you do? Two computers and then all the updates about how well they're doing, which they don't really do anymore. Maybe there's more. Maybe they're going to announce an M1 X Mac Mini or the big iMac or anything else. All right. Well, do you want to? <laughs> do you want to make a prediction? <laughs> yeah. There's got to be something besides. Yeah. The MacBook Pro. I think I think I AirPods think are going to be announced. I don't think any other Macs are going to be announced. I think they're going to open with AirPods, and then they're going to announce the two MacBook Pros. But we're not going to see any other M1X computers on Monday. I think even if they were ready, like the designs are finalized and are locked in, the chip shortage is actually starting to hit Apple. Their their inventory is going down on quite a few of their products. And I think even if they're ready, they're not mm-hmm. going to announce the M1X Mac Mini right now because they just can't make enough chips. Mm, yeah. I don't have any other predictions for the show. Yeah, I think. I'm just going MacBook Pros and AirPods. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a great show as is. Could the AirPods be done as a one more thing? Or is that reserved for something a little more special? I don't think they could be one more thing. Yeah, I think it. a one more thing is like something new and different. But like a Generation 3 that's just a slight redesign of an existing product doesn't seem like it'd be one more thing worthy. It seems like a warm-up kind of device. Okay. So we'll give you some new AirPods and then here's the here's the actual... Like this is the appetizer, and the the M one X is the is the entree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely gonna win this prediction round, and we'll make the prize an air tag, and then we can call ourselves Square. <laughs> since I never actually bought you that air tag that I owe you. Okay, that sounds fair. Make the prize the AirPods. Ooh, yeah. So. No, no. no, you're way too good at this, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't risk it. Yeah, we, we don't need to bet anything. <laughs> well, you you don't want to, since I don't actually, you know, hold up my end of the bargain when it comes to delivering. I, I don't want to burden you. you. You just moved and bought a house and... I think... I might be buying some more air tags though. Oh yeah. So they, there's a good chance I'll send you one, <laughs> at least one, if you want one. That is. I bought the four pack when they came out, and I still have one that I haven't even activated because I don't have anything to put it on. So okay. I really don't need air tags. All right. I like them. I just don't have a use for them. Do you have one in your car? Because there was that great post from the guy whose car was stolen uh, on the Apple subreddit, and. Um, not stolen on the Apple subreddit. A great post on the Apple subreddit about the guy whose car was stolen and he tracked it down using the AirTag. I don't, but that's a good thought. I might just throw my last AirTag in my car. I think it's a great idea. It's not something that I had an issue with in the past or something I thought about because I had uh, Automatic, which was like a little 
computer you plugged into your car and it it had like a, a phone plan on it and GPS built in so you could like track my car at all times and it would like tell me if there was any codes in the computer and things like that but uh they got bought out and then shut down a year ago so my automatic stopped working after using it for like five years ah that's annoying Ooh. and the it tag's not going to give any diagnostics that's for sure yeah but better than it just sitting in my office not being used so i will toss it in my car just as a precaution Make sure you hide it, though, because the thieves actually found and removed the AirTag from this car that they stole. I saw that. They they took the AirTag and they threw it out of the car and drove off and then returned to the same parking lot they threw the AirTag in and parked there. So not the smartest thieves. No, doesn't sound like it, but a fun story. And yeah, I want an AirTag just to be able to experience something like that. I could probably... What what you need to do if you really want to put an air tag in your car is you need to open up the air tag and remove the uh, the speaker to, or disable the speaker so that it if they get an alert they're being followed by an air tag they won't be able to find it and then you hide it like underneath a trim piece or something in the car. Hmm. Okay. But I wonder if hiding it in like the engine bay or in the boot would muffle it enough. As long as you can keep it out of the elements. I worry the engine bay might get too hot for mm. it. And then it's surrounded by metal. It might not be able to connect to anything. I don't know. It's going to be surrounded by metal anywhere in the car, though, but, really. Yeah, but if it's in the cabin, you'd hope that you'd be betting that the thief has an iPhone so they can connect to that. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, the irony of finding it via the thief's <laughs> iPhone. So people got their new Apple Watches today. Was that today? Okay. That was today. That was delivery day. I guess for you it was yesterday, but uh, so some, some well, first of the embargo list lifted earlier this week. So we saw some, some bigger tech reviewers talking about them a couple days ago. We're getting some more casual impressions starting today. And consensus that I've seen so far seems to be that the bigger screen is nice, but not really a game changer. It's not like a must-buy feature, which uh, is pretty much all I need to hear. It's what I wanted to hear. So maybe I went searching for that opinion because I did not want to hear it's amazing and that because <laughs> then I'd have to go buy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll save that expense. Right. So, And I, I used my credit on my, my iPad mini, so I don't. I really couldn't justify that big of a purchase. And crossing our fingers, we'll have the big redesign next year so we can save our pennies for that Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be ready for that. It'll be my longest period between updating like any Apple device ever. <laughs> I didn't really hear anything about the charging speeds yet or the screen brightness. Just that they're improved. Right. But I, I mean, I've... Yeah, like you said, just from the reviews, not from casual thoughts. Yeah, I've seen the tech reviewers just like quote the spec sheet that you get eight hours and eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen complaint about the $130 MagSafe Duo charger not fast charging the new watch. Oh, gosh, so it doesn't really fit the new iPhone uh-huh. and it doesn't fast charge the new watch. Amazing. Yeah. What a piece of junk that, that device is. They really need to release an updated one. That's that, yeah 
addresses those issues because I would like to have something like that to travel with, but I would not buy one now. I like the review from uh, The Verge from um, Dita Bone who just said, if there's nothing wrong with your previous watch, then there's no reason to buy this watch. Right. Yeah, it's a nice watch if you need a new watch, but you like you don't mm. need a new watch because this came out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that summarizes it then. And that's pretty much summarized the last couple Apple Watches, at least in my book. Yeah, I mean, true. I think the last must-have feature for me was the always-on display, which came in Series 5, and then since then, and, you know, more health sensors and all that. You weren't even looking, you weren't even looking forward to that feature that much. No, I, I felt pretty underwhelmed by it when I ordered the watch. After living with it for a couple years, uh, it's, it's really nice not to have to deliberately activate the watch every time I want to check the time. But yeah, I was debating even making the Series 5 purchase. You're right. Yeah, that's right. I think that's the end of our topics. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm James VDM on Reddit and on Twitter. And I'm Jelly Woot on Reddit and Twitter. And you can find the show notes at reddit.com slash r slash the r apple show. And you can also chastise me over choosing bad show names in that Reddit thread, if you wish. I am so happy someone else called you out on that. <laughs> I was out of my rhythm, you know. We'd, we'd moved the show a day mm. and I was packing the house up. <laughs> you can't use that excuse. The, the real answer is that you only ever use my quotes as the show titles. You don't quote yourself. Do I? Well, majority of the time, I'd say like 95% of the time. I've actually wondered this before and never gone to check who I'm quoting. So you're saying that I always use your quotes. Yeah, let's go back. We can do this easy. Most recent one, The Worst Days. That was me. The one before that is just the September event. <laughs> How Far in Fries is my website. Email is an enigma is something uh-huh. I said. Nudes and offline storage. Yeah. I think we both said that, so that could go either way. Uh, feeling a bit hustled. Okay. That was me. I remember that. Dinky was waveforms. Yeah. That was me. That was me. Was it? No, Sorry. that was me. I was talking about making okay. tweaks in Audacity, and I said that my waveforms were dinky. Ah, okay. Hard reset on the shoes. That's my wireless Nike shoes. Then WWDC. But did you say that? Okay. Uh, you know what? That could have been either of us. No, that was me because I was talking about having to repair my shoes with a new phone when I get it. And I had to do a hard reset on them in order to pair them with a new phone. <laughs> uh, mode is fine. I don't remember the context of that one. Audio only fans. I don't know who that one was either. We're getting too far back. Now I can't remember who said these things. But there's at least a recent trend with like the last dozen episodes that have been me. Huh. Okay. Yeah, look, I can't even like go back three episodes and remember the context of the title. So <laughs> You don't remember our discussions, James? Um I'm 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 at least glad that I'm not being selfish and just picking something that I say or I, I find myself so amusing that I just pick quotes from myself all the time. Uh, there's there's That's that's really the only thing I'm worried about. We go back far enough. I think like once we get to the like credit card neutrality, I think that was you. Modern units, I think that was you making fun of 
American measurements. Um, no, no. A Tale of Two series must have been me because I found that very funny. That was a unique exception because that was not a quote from the show. That's something that you came up with as a clever show title. Okay, that's why I remember it. <laughs> um, 350, $350 for one doge. That was you. So you got your dog. So so there was there was a little stint there where it was you, but then it's been me for the last last while. <laughs> so, Well, I've already chosen the show title for this show as you were speaking. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. Look, I don't even remember who said this. Small sir, that was who me. said that? Well, I think we. Well, <laughs> no, I said it. Come on, I must. Have you said, said you can't even install Big Sir. You just get the Sir, and I said Small Sir. <laughs> small Sir. <that's> right. <laughs> you got it again. <laughs> Man, God, your memory, James, it's really going. That's what I get yeah, for doing a podcast with yeah, an old it's man. Bad. <laughs> I'll have to remember to make fun of you once you hit mid 30. <laughs> if, if we're going to be doing the podcast for another six years or so, I'm all for it. All right. Um,. I wanted to ask you about HomeKit doorbells because mm. I moved into a house and it's got no doorbell. Oh, okay. But I would like my HomePod to ring. I would like some video happening. Yeah, it's nice. And if it doubles as a security camera, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a thing, but... Mm-hmm. It does. We've talked about it in the past. I couldn't remember what did you buy. Was it the the Logitech? One? No, uh, I am who you have to thank for the existence of the Logitech Circle View doorbell. Because I waited years for a HomeKit doorbell, gave up and bought a Nest one. And then the next week, Logitech announced a HomeKit doorbell. Mm. Uh, So I am using it. So do you know if... I'm using a Nest doorbell and then I have a Starling hub that's like this third party that intercepts the signal and and fakes it as a HomeKit thing so it shows up. But it's not an official solution. I think if you want HomeKit, so, the Logitech one is the only real option. Yeah. There's a couple other companies that are making really? like premium HomeKit doorbells that are like hundreds of dollars and they like are meant for apartments. They're weird. But Logitech seems to be the way to go. I've heard good things about their Circle View cameras. I haven't really heard anything about their doorbell specifically, but I will say having a HomeKit doorbell is nice. It's nice that your HomePods ring. Uh, I think with an actual HomeKit one, you can even have it like announce who is at the door. I know with mine it's possible, but it's like a really hacky thing where I've got to like set an automation for every person. And I think with an actual HomeKit one, it just works. That would be amazing. Okay. So that's really the only option. Hmm. Currently. Although I will say that the the, uh, Starling Hub that uh, lets you use Nest devices on HomeKit has been flawless. Like besides the weird workarounds for some of the automations, all because I've got Nest home security cameras that I've had for a long, long time before HomeKit was even a thing. Um, and they all show up great. Uh, I, get, I get notifications through my home app just like you would expect them to. Uh, they work with automations. 
There's just a couple weird workarounds, but overall, it's not been spotty. Uh, so if you do end up with, with Nest stuff, it is possible to make it work well. What form does that take? It's a little tiny box that just plugs into your your network, like in your Ethernet switch or whatever. Okay. So so just like a, a typical sort of hub, home hub that you get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a, a Hue hub or anything else. So mm, okay. It does run the risk of one day Google deciding they don't want to let that happen and they can just, you know, brick it, so... Yeah, I'd I'd certainly go with a Logitech one if I was doing it today because Logitech you get the benefit of HomeKit secure video too, where it encrypts everything locally and it stores in your iCloud account, and you don't have to pay extra for because I'm I pay extra through I pay Google to actually store the history of the camera for like a week. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, I'd I'd go the official HomeKit way if I was doing it again. Yeah. Definitely my preference. Doesn't really look like the Logitech one's even available in Australia, though, so it might, I don't know, it might end up hacking something together. That's because it's illegal for you guys to install your own doorbells. you got to have a professional do everything. <laughs> Can you get it through the Apple Store? I think they sell it. I don't know. Have a quick yeah, look. Yeah, I can buy it on Apple.com. Doorbell. doorbell zero results interesting yeah anyway i'm sure i can work out how to get it one here if you need me to be your middleman i can make that happen oh it might have to be wouldn't be the first time i've drop shipped things to you <laughs> what was the last thing i can't remember it was like a flash for a camera oh yeah that's right Um, do you want to talk about buying a car in the 21st century? I do, uh, because I shared my struggles of buying my car with you a couple years ago. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was buying your Ford? Uh-huh. The podcast episode was titled, We Can Do Those Numbers. Really? How the hell do you remember this stuff? Come on. Because they're all my quotes. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> So that's, that was a quote from the car salesperson, I suppose. Yeah, because like a, a high level, like I had a really crappy dealership that I like went in and haggled with and walked out of like four or five times and eventually got uh, like a text message saying, okay, we can do your numbers. And then I took their offer to a different dealership and got like a nicer, newer car with less miles with their offer at that dealership. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, it was really bad. I hated I hated the process. It was my first time actually ever buying a car through a dealership and not just like a used one on Craigslist. Um, and mm-hmm. I was really not happy with the process. And I uh, just bought a car yesterday. And I did it oh, I did okay. it the 21st century way using Carvana. And I just, I went online and picked the car I wanted and... and in two days, a truck is going to come and drop off my new car and take my old car away. It's going to be that easy, not having to talk to a single person. That sounds utterly ridiculous. Which part? What is all of mm-hmm. it? <laughs> is Wait, is the car brand new? You can only do that with a brand new car, buying it sight unseen. It's not 
it's a used car, but it's only got 10,000 miles on it. It's a Honda Civic. But still, oh, nice car. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Fairly reliable, long-lasting car with only 10,000 miles on it. I agree. Skeptical Where's... about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's scary to buy something sight unseen like that, especially something that expensive. They've got a handful of warranties on it. So every car you buy has a seven-day, like, 100% satisfaction on it. If you don't like it, they'll either refund you and, and pick it up and take it away, or you can swap it in for a different car in their inventory. That's the first seven days. So do they just send you, like, some bo- a box and some shrink wrap? No, they they send a truck out and pick and it like up. A, post, a postage <laughs> paid label? And you they have actually have... Local post office. Like, so this is news to me as of a few months ago. They have car vending machines. And I've, I'd seen them in... In Japan? No, in the US. I'd seen them in their commercials and I thought it was just okay. like, a, like an advertising thing. It's like, oh, it's so easy. It's like buying it from a vending machine. That's what I thought it was. But they literally have giant, like 10-story tall towers of cars. And you can go up to a vending machine. There's one uh, like 45 minutes from me. And, and if you buy a car, you just go up there and you, you enter your whatever your credentials and it just literally vends the car out to you (laughs) and you can return cars that way too yeah wow completely contactless no hassle so anyway there's a seven day guarantee i also paid for it also has like a 90 day warranty on it that if anything goes wrong they'll either fix it or replace it in the first 90 days and then i bought an extended like ninety thousand mile warranty as well through them uh Mm, well That'll cover you right. Yeah. So as far as peace of mind goes, I'm pretty set, uh, but still scary buying a car that way. But the way the market is right now, so this is cool. The car, this car that I went through such a headache to get a few years ago and have since put uh, 30,000 miles on since I bought it. Carvana is buying it from me for 5,000 more dollars mm. than I bought it new. <laughs> You bought it brand new. So, yeah, I, I bought... Uh, and they're paying more than the new price. Yeah, I, new, new, it was new to me. I bought it used. I bought it used. I put 30,000 okay, miles on it. And they're paying me $5,000 more than I bought it for three years ago, three or four years ago. Is that because you're an excellent bargainer and you really worked, you really made the numbers work <laughs> or did the numbers, whatever the quote was? We could do those numbers. <laughs> No, that's just we that's just the state of the car market right now because the chip shortage is really affecting automotive manufacturers as well. So the price of used cars and everything is just skyrocketing right now. And somehow my car is worth so yeah. much more. It's a, it almost feels like it's something you ha- I had to take advantage of because when else am I ever going to be able to sell a car for that much more than I bought it for after putting 30,000 miles on it? Yeah, unheard of. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, is that why you're doing it or do you actually need a new car? I don't car? need a new car necessarily. It'd be a downside. Yes. It's definitely a smaller car. Uh, it's a lot more fuel efficient though, which, uh, I'm starting to do more driving. So, uh, the fuel efficiency is nice. Cause I'm going from like getting 16 or 17 miles to the gallon to getting over 30 miles to the gallon. So it, it's a big win in fuel efficiency. Mm. Uh, it's also a cheaper car, uh, so my uh my car payments are going way down as a result of doing this uh so i don't know how long i'm going to keep it or what makes 
sense in a few years for me. But in the short term, uh, I'm saving money and I, uh, by doing this. So I'm going to, I just jumped on it because it seemed like I had to. The most important thing is what, uh, does it have wireless CarPlay or oh, wide CarPlay? This is the worst part, James. Or no CarPlay. It, why? It doesn't have CarPlay? No. It doesn't have CarPlay. So that's going to be one of the first things I have to do when I get this car is put a new radio in it. Okay. At least you're going to yeah. do that. Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't go without CarPlay. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've gone from a, a, a pampered life to one that's going to be a little harder because, because my flex that I'm selling was like, it was the highest trim level you could get. So it had all the premium features. It parked itself. It had a heated steering wheel. It had, you know, CarPlay and, and cooled seats and, it, it was fancy and then this civic i'm getting is like a very base model civic so it's got a key mm-hmm. i haven't had to use a key to start a car in years it, it's <laughs> got a radio but it's like just buttons you know there's not really a screen to it or anything else <laughs> amazing yeah it's a at least it's probably highly modifiable yeah yeah I, i've put a lot of, of head units in cars and i'm not worried about adding CarPlay in. So it's not going to be a big deal. It's a six-speed, which I'm kind of excited about. Oh, a six-speed manual. But it, yeah. So anyway, got a new car. I'll have a full review on how the process actually goes once I get my delivery this weekend. But so far, everything has gone fairly mm. smoothly. Yeah, I've never heard of anything even similar to what you're doing. You've never heard of Carvana before? Never heard of Carvana, never heard of... Like just buying a car online and having it shipped to you. Oh yeah, they. Uh, I guess they're just a US thing, but they advertise everywhere. I see them all the time. So am I? I mean, it seems to be the kind of the market is. My brother also sold his car to Carvana a few months ago because they also offered him like way more money than he bought his car for. Wow. So, yeah. If you can find a cheap replacement. Uh, that's kind of the the downside of the market is I can get more for my car, but also any car I want to buy is going to be more expensive than normal. So that's why I got a really base model Civic to kind of actually make the difference meaningful. Yeah. But who knew cars were an actual investment a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Just a very small aside, but my CarPlay has stopped not working. So it works every time I plug into it now. (laughs) Did you change something? Uh, no nothing didn't like update your sync or anything well it might have updated itself i haven't actually checked i think i've got a screenshot from when i last sent you the version so i could go in and see if that has changed yeah well good so does that mean you're using it now i do use it yeah it still adds to my screen time which is stupid (laughs) but uh it's worth it for that small drawback yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm definitely going to miss it for the however long I go without it. Because I would just put the radio in immediately, but I need to give the car a little while to make sure it's actually, I'm going to keep it. And there's mm, not something yeah. wrong with it. So give it a month or so, and then I'll then I'll start taking it apart. 